Welcome to the High Peak Summer 2019 Camp Staff Podcast, where we interview our camp staff to learn a little bit more about their journey and their story. All right, welcome to the podcast. We have a special guest with us today. Our special guest is sitting across from me, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Why don't you introduce yourself? I am Ben, Ben Fenton. I come from a city in the south of England called Southampton. Um, this is my third summer in the States now, uh, working at camp, so yeah, happy to be here. Third summer at this camp? Third summer at this camp, yeah, I'd never been to the States before I came to this camp, actually. Really? No. Wow, I didn't know that. No. Okay, so that was your first experience in America, um, and it was here at High Peak, but you've traveled after camp, so you've seen more of America now. Yeah, I've seen some of the major cities, some of the national parks, but, um, because I was underage, I wasn't able to hire a car, so it's pretty hard to get out and about and see everything. Yeah, you got to be. I think most car rental companies are twenty five. Some are twenty one. Yeah, twenty one, but it's really expensive. Yeah, sure. It's, yeah. They, they mark it up quite a bit. So you're from Southampton, and um, this is a naive question: Is Hampton a city? Are you like from no. south of Hampton? No, no, sadly not. Um, I think you have the Hamptons in on Long Island or something like that. Yeah, don't yeah, you? yeah. yeah. No, there's just uh, Southampton and then Northampton, which isn't even in the north. It's in the Midlands. So oh, really? It's a bit okay. misleading. Yeah, there's no West Hampton. There's no East Hampton. I, I don't know what's going on there. But. Gotcha. So you come from England. So how did you hear about Hypey Camp? How did you end up getting connected with us? Um, quite a few of the people at this camp came the same way as me through this scheme called Camp America. <laughs> scheme? Ski- I'd, I'd call it a scheme, yeah. Okay, or, all right. But like a company. Scheme know. has a negative connotation. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But um, okay, I get you. Yeah. Um, and they'd sort of just, you f- fill out an application, uh, you say who you are, you say what you can do, uh, you say what kind of summer camp you'd like to work at, and they put your application on the market after they've like checked you. And um, High Peak was just the first one to pick up my application had an interview, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, so you came that first year as a counsellor. Yeah. And what did you do last year? I was a counsellor again. And then this year your job is? Head male counsellor, head male. so I'm in charge of the counsellor. So let me ask you this, what do you think is the biggest difference? I mean, there's obvious differences, but w- what is the biggest difference that you've come to realise through the summer about being a head male counsellor as opposed to being counsellor? Well, my role before as a counsellor was to support the children and the children only. Whereas now I kind of broadly look after all of the male children and I also look after all the male counsellors. So I was used to being in charge of children. I was not used to being in charge of people my own age. So that was pretty interesting. Um, But yeah, I was just trying to do the best I could at being a support. Uh, I'm really glad I did two years as a counsellor. From experience, like... My mum, dad, granny, grandpa, auntie, uncle, everyone in my family are teachers. And I've seen people kind of go up the leadership ladder, even some of my family, and they've kind of lost um, some of what it is like to be a teacher and they've forgotten that children are children and not statistics. Sure. And I'm really glad I came back as a second year um, as a counsellor because it meant that I kind of got that those soft skills. I firmed them up. It meant I became a better counsellor. Um, I became better at working with children so that I was prepared to do head mail this year. Sure. I wouldn't have been able to do... Well, I don't know if I've done a good job, but I, I don't think I'd have done as good a job if I hadn't done two years of counselling. Yeah, good. Yeah, it gives you all that, that background and context yeah, to know how to deal with it. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Let me ask you this. So you grew up in England. Uh, you've only been here a few times. But um, wh- did you grow up 
tell me more about your faith journey. Did you grow up in the church or how did you, where'd you come to know Christ? And cause you marked on your application, you'd be willing to work at a Christian camp, which mm. is why we picked mm. you up. So tell me a little bit more about that. What led you up to that point? So my dad came from a Christian home. Uh, my mum didn't come from a Christian home. She was, she was saved when she was about 16, I think. Um, and so I was raised as a Christian going to church. Um, and we went to this church in the city for a while called Above Bar. And then some things happened within the church that kind of divided people. And my grandpa, who was employed by the church, had to leave. And so we kind of floated around for a bit before finding a church. Uh, we moved house a couple of times, not because of that, but just to get in catchment for the right schools and things like that. Uh, and because my little brother was born. And um, so I was raised as a Christian and I was also raised going to this um, kind of convention. Okay. Um, in the north of England called Keswick, the Keswick Convention, mm. uh, which is pretty big. Uh, it's for ages 0 to 99 is how they market it, so it's for everybody. So it goes all the way from, you know, little babies to proper adult teaching. So I went through the um, the different stages of kids' work there, and that lay a really good foundation. It was very um, scripturally centred, uh, very much father and son. And so that was a fantastic basis for my faith. Um, really, really good place to grow up, to go for one week in the summer, to experience, you know, meeting new people from all across the country. And that was really great. My grandpa was the head of youth there as well. So um, everyone was like, you, oh, are you Dave Fenton's grandson? And I was like, yes. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that was really great. And then when I got a little bit older, when I was about 14, um, my church ran this trip to this big festival in the UK called Soul Survivor which is exclusively for, well, not exclusively, but it's aimed at uh, probably 11 to 18-year-olds, okay. like youth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get about 10,000 people turn up, wow. uh, camp for a week, and it's a lot more charismatic than Keswick had been. And that was kind of the first time I encountered, like, the Holy Spirit. And I was like, whoa, this is really, this is really um, big. Um, you know, when you've got 10,000 people and some really, like, well-rehearsed worship and big lighting and everything, you're like, wow, Christianity, um, a little bit different to what I'm used to. But I had this really good, firm basis of scripture from Keswick and from my church upbringing, and then I kind of encountered the Holy Spirit. And so after Soul Survivor, I was like, surely this is the only way to do faith. This is so much more exciting. But then I realised day-to-day life, like, you do, you're you not surrounded by 10,000 Christians. Sure. And so um, I went home. And it kind of fizzled out and I was like, oh. And I was kind of frustrated with the church I was in because there wasn't really loud electric guitars and things like that. Um, but over time, I sort of moulded and um, changed a little bit. So, for example, when I went to university, I had the idea uh, in my head that I wanted to go to a quite charismatic church and experience that kind of thing more often. And I went and it was great. And it was uh, the production quality was fantastic. But there wasn't a lot of like scriptural depth. Like Interesting. the pastor would kind of do um would do sermons and only throw in a Bible verse for seasoning and use loads of anecdotes rather than using loads of Bible verses and sprinkling in anecdotes. Yeah. And so I left feeling with a buzz from the worship but not feeling scripturally fed. And so I moved church and I'm super happy with my church now because it kind of rounds rounds out my journey fairly well. Since it's um really biblically centered but it also has like a, a spiritual element too um a, you know a lot of time for prayer and sure like that so and how long good. have you been at that church so i spent two months at the charismatic church 
and then um, this is my university church. So the one that you've been at for during a while. term time, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I moved there December twenty seventeen. Uh, so I've been there a year and a year and a half or sure. so now. Um, yeah, it's great. It's my best best thing I did since going to university. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. What? Um, how far is university from your home? <laughs> it's far by English standards, but it's only two and a half hours away. From oh yeah, that's not far yeah, at all. Yeah, okay, far for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I, I could theoretically pop home on the weekends if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. What about? Um, so you've worked as a counselor for two different years. You've mm. been head male counselor uh, this past this summer. And um, what would you say of, of your three years of being at camp? What is your most favorite thing about camp? Hmm. Um, well, the reason I came and the reason I do this is, is to try and bring kids to see Jesus and to introduce them to the Gospels. And sure. A couple of weeks ago, there was a kid who was crying uh, after we did Jesus Night at Campfire. And I asked him what was that, and he, he just sort of didn't really speak, but I tried to sort of eke it out of him without being forceful. Right. And it was the devotional, and it had really spoken to him, and he realised that he had never completely given his life to Jesus. Wow. Um, and that he'd always had things holding him back. And, yeah, God was doing work in his heart then. And also, like, just hearing kids when uh, we ask them <coughs> questions about what we've been studying and hearing them respond with the right answers. Yeah. When they're it's seeking. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. getting through to them. And, you know, when they ask questions, it's like, yes, this is what we're here for. So, makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's why I'm here. That's what makes it worthwhile. So that's awesome. That's my favorite thing. That's good. Well, um, I have a, a couple um, things I want to do with you regarding where you're from. Mm -hmm. um, I pulled a list of, let's see, one, two, three, four, six, eight, ten. I pulled a list of ten words that I'm going to hand you this piece of paper. And I want you to read this list, but um, just pause after each one because I want to talk. I want to dialogue each one just briefly. Okay, I want you to read these in your um, sure. in, in your understanding of their pronunciation. <laughs> sure. So let's okay. start with the first one. What do you got there? Zebra. Zebra. Yeah. And that is the little striped animal that runs around Africa. Is that correct? Pretty big, but yeah, yeah, the stripy one. Z zebra. Zebra. Is like that Marty because this, how do you pronounce the letter Z? Z. Z. You think yeah. is that why it's like that? Zebra. Element. Zebra. Yeah. Yeah. We I would mean, obviously say zebra. Zebra. Well, maybe not with that twang. <laughs> <laughs> zebra. Yes. Okay. Try. What do you got? What's the next one? Pasta. Excuse me. Pasta. 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 That, that's 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 what you say for someone that runs a church, isn't it? Well, kind of. Pastor. Pastor. Yeah. yeah. Pastor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. But that's that's obviously noodles, right? Pasta. Pasta, this is my favorite food, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it okay, gets me through university all the time. What's your next one? Banana. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> Banana. And yeah. we, I want to hear you say, well, how we pronounce that? Banana. That was really good. That was good. all right, wasn't it? That yeah, was really was good. Proud that, of it almost that. sounded like I said it. It's all right. Okay, next Banana. one. Process. And like our difference like is? Processed food. You'd processed. Say process. Pro. Pro. Processed, yeah, okay, okay, Pro. all right. How do you say octopus? Just like that, octopus. But then you say process instead of pro process. I guess, yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. well, I first of all, let's just not, let's not pretend like our language makes sense or our, our dialect of the English Neither language. Neither of them do, to yeah, be honest. Well, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, we're going to get to those, by the way. Okay. Um, garage. Garage. Garage, yeah. That yeah. one's unique to me because when we say garage. Garage. That sounds really posh to me. It actually like, does if, sound more if, posh. If someone in England said that. I think, wow, they're from the upper classes, goodness me. Garage. In the garage. 
It does sound like that. That's a my good point. Rolls Royce in the garage. In the in the gar- garage. In the garage. Garage. The garage. <laughs> it almost flipped rolls there. I think it sounds uh, more eloquent with our American accent. It does. It does truly. Okay. Yeah. What do you got there? There's the next one. Vitamin. I like this one. I prefer saying vitamin to vitamin. Really? Yeah. Vitamin. Yeah. Vitamin. 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 I don't know vitamin. why these are different, but they are. Yeah, that's okay. a strange one. You wouldn't think. What's your next one? Oh, this one. This one bugs me. You guys missed the H on this word. Herb. Like herbs and spices. Herbs and spices. Yeah, and you guys are like herbs. Herbs. It is herb. A silent H, right? No. No. (laughs) How would you say... I mean, would you say, hello... That's, that's English. <laughs> hello. We the, we, right. Yeah, we missed the H in hello. Okay, we switched the roles. You know, my brother's middle name is, uh, my dad's middle name, um, and my brother's middle name is Herbert. And we and we say Herbert. Yeah, you don't say Herbert. But not, not Herbert. That's no, Jamaican. we don't say Herbert. Yeah, what's Herbert. the next one you got there? Just, well, actually, these these cool. three, you're not going to convince me on. These these really, we pronounce, the, we pronounce these correctly, I believe. What's the first one you have there? Schedule. Schedule. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, right. You try to fool me. What, how do you know that? No, that's how I say it. The schedule. That's how you say it. Yeah. I've heard. I don't know. Because I think it's cultural assimilation. When I'm here, okay, I say okay. schedule sometimes. Schedule. Is that how you say it? Schedule. You say schedule. We say schedule. Oh, I would I would read that and say schedule. I thought I think, you were playing with me because I always hear a British people say schedule. Schedule. I don't know. I, okay, I think okay, I think okay. I'm just absorbing... Americanness. You're turning into one of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Getting it wrong. Okay. What's the next one? This one, really. This one. This one. This one. There's been adverts about in the UK. Oh, really? Of it. Yeah. Like there's this um, there's this rent a car company called Enterprise. Do you have it? We have Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and and they're in the UK too, and um, so the word is aluminium, and they they make fun of it because there's like this American guy selling cars and this British guy selling cars and he's like under the aluminium sign. Aluminium. Aluminium. But it sounds like you add syllables. No, aluminium. I think it's the ium, you know, at the end, like aluminium. Alu, alumin, aluminum, al- aluminium, aluminium, aluminium. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I, I. It does sound I kind of fancy the way you. I say don't really that. have a problem the way you guys say it. To be honest. Okay, but this last one, you're clearly going to declare today on the podcast that you are wrong. I don't know how you say it. Oh, really? No, I would say that lieutenant. Th- that's how we pronounce it, lieutenant. Yeah. But every British person I know pronounce it le- lieutenant. Oh, have you heard this? Yeah, I have. I don't know why that is. I would say that lieutenant. Yeah, I've heard lieutenant. Okay, you as have well. heard lieutenant. Okay, all right. I've heard it, but I don't know why because you. That, that just. That well, is apparently, wrong. according to some Google article, these are the top ten uh, words that the uh, British and the Americans disagree on. Really. Pronunciation. Pronunciation, because then you guys call it the sidewalk and we call it the pavement. Well, there's all sorts of the, the car park. Car park, yeah. What do you call when you push around the grocery store? What do you call that? Trolley. Thing? A trolley. Yeah. We call it a... Uh, a car. A, a, a shopping cart. Yeah, a shopping but cart. But actually in the south, like where Noah's from, they call yeah. it a buggy. Really? Oh, yeah, you go to the grocery store and you push I, your buggy. I, I love the different dialects in the States. I think it's so interesting. It is so big. Now, you have that in the UK as well. Yeah, it's insane. Really. You can tell if someone's from the north or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's actually a lot of different accents. Though, or even like, class well of life, just... right? Kind of, maybe, yeah. Okay. Like, even within London, there's, like, three different accents. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and I can't distinguish between certain accents in the USA, but I could tell if someone's from New York or from the South or from California. That's about it, Wh- really. Where would you place... Do I have an accent, and where would you place that? Probably California. Really? You really would? Yeah. I've heard that my whole life. Like, when I, when I was in the military, where and I served... Where are you originally from? California. Yeah. But I, it's funny, because I don't feel yeah, yeah, it. Like, yeah. s- Southern accent, you can tell. 
right, all right. But California, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is that? That's uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a quiz for you. Oh gosh, it's okay. something you're gonna hear in your ears. Okay, and it's a few songs, and I want you to tell me if you can recognize these songs. So when you when you when you know them, go ahead and just tell us on the podcast what what these songs are. You ready? Yeah. Oh, this is the national anthem of the of the UK. Okay. God save the Queen. Hang on. So let me. Okay, yeah. is that that's what you're going with. Let me. Yeah. Here, let me do this next one right here. Let me see here. I think you're gonna be God save the Queen. Or something. Is this the in, this is the intro for that? Yeah. This is the big. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah. God save the Queen. I'm pretty bad. I don't even know all the words. Well, let me tell you a little. I've I've shared this with so many people on the podcast, yeah. And it it just baffles my mind. The first time I played this for I don't even remember who I was doing the podcast with, maybe Sophie or something. Yeah. But, um, I played it, and when I played it, I had never heard it before in my life. I just googled really? it and played it, and she said, "Oh, that's our national anthem." But then the 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 verse started happening, and I said, "I know this song." Take a look at my computer screen real quick. What is it? What do you see there? What does that say? Oh. Have you heard this? No. My country tis of thee. I grew up singing this American patriotic song. And it has the, and it, this is the background. Apparently we stole the music. Really? Your national anthem and wrote our own song. That's cheeky, that. That's cheeky. That sounds very American. Yeah, yeah. But I, so when I heard God Save the Queen, I'm like, wait a minute, this is not the right words. Yeah, that is our national anthem. Isn't that amazing? Anthem. Okay, so you got that one. Yeah. Here's another one for you. Ready? Is it this be? one should be, um, this one you should be able to get, I hope. I, let's, let's see. Let it be the Beatles. Let it be the Beatles. Yeah. Did you see? Version. Speaking of the Beatles, I've I played this for most everyone, uh, uh, British or not, on they yeah. come on the podcast, and everyone gets this song for some reason. Yeah, yeah, most everyone has got that song. At my school, we used to sing in assemblies, and we used to sing the Beatles. We used to sing really. Let it be. Yeah, yeah. Did you it's see? Uh, you, oh, we talked about this. Yeah, carpool karaoke. Carpool karaoke. Oh, it's just oh, a classic. Man, it just yeah. I, I I like James Corden. For me, though, James Corden is is like an actor. Yeah, of, a TV of course. Show host. Um, but like couple karaoke, it's a lot of fun. But the one I love was yeah, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Just going around Classic. his childhood haunts. So amazing. Three years ago, four years ago, uh, Paul McCartney was doing a tour, and here's the deal: every time mm. he does one, I don't know if that's going to be his last one. Yeah, but I'm so a big Beatles fan, and my wife bought me a ticket to go see Paul McCartney oh, in concert, wow. and it was it by far. One of the best uh, concerts I've seen. There's yeah. a few performers I've seen that are amazing. He is by far the best. Really? And at one point, it was in San Diego. He was really warm. It was at night, but it was warm. And he took, he had a blazer on. And he took it off. And he came back to the mic and he said, that is the biggest wardrobe uh, change you're going to see throughout the whole show. Because <laughs> a lot of performers change constantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He it said, that's theatric. it. I was just warm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But he was really, really good. Yeah, he's 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 also pretty down to earth. Like, yeah. even today. Like, I, I think, Yeah. It, it, he's like a national treasure. Like, oh, one hundred. We've lost two Beatles. But Sir Paul, we others. should say. Sir Paul, yeah, we should. Did you? Uh, you talk about James Corden. Did you know James Corden grew up in the Salvation Army Church? I knew he was. I knew he had a Christian background. Yeah. Yeah, he grew up. He, he doesn't yeah. proclaim his that now. His dad is a worship it, leader or something. His dad was the core sergeant major, so really? he was the local lay pastor of a Salvation Army church. James Corden grew up playing brass instruments. He grew really? up, oh yeah, he just like. I mean, he is quite a performer. It, uh, very know? much so, yeah. and I think he got a lot of his roots there. And there's some there's some articles crediting he says that. Um, he also says that the church was one of the most 
uh, unloving and vicious places are people, some of the most vicious and unloving people he ever met in his life too, which is also sad. sad. Um, but, um, yeah, he grew up. Okay. Here's a, here's another quiz for you. This one is a little bit harder. Let's see if you can get this one. Here we go. Do you know who's performing it? Is it Pavarotti? No. Oh, um... This would be pop culture reference. Is it like Paul Potts? It is Paul Potts! Yeah. How did you know that? Because I remember when I was little, I was like eight, and the Britain's Got Talent began. Oh yeah, sure, sure. I don't know if Britain's Got Talent came first or America's Got Talent. I'm not sure. I actually think Both that we. I actually think that America took them after. Yeah, because you had yeah. Pop Idol or something already. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think he was the first or second winner of Britain's Got Talent. Phenomenal. Yeah, and he was this guy that came on and you know people were sniggering and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. And then he comes on and just blasts them away. It was yeah. really, really Same cool. with a couple years after that was, Susan and I just played Boyle. it the night Susan Boyle. I yeah. just played that for Ross because she's from Scotland. Is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So know. that was that was kind of fun. But yeah, this was his audition. Yeah, just just chills when I first saw this. I haven't seen him around for a few years. Like he hasn't really been in the media. But I think he was a and here here's another one of those words. He was a mobile sal- yeah. salesman. I think he worked at Carphone Warehouse. Isn't that amazing? Yes, yeah, so like and and that talent. Yeah, quite amazing. It's wonderful. Like Last that. one for you is something that. Uh, Last quiz is something that I've seen you guys do uh, multiple times through our programming this summer where you play a game and you have kids try to guess oh, yeah. Disney songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want, I want to test now your skill with Disney songs. So, um, Disney song. well, exactly. Sure. So this is going to be, we're going to play a couple songs and you just call them out as you get them. If you know these songs, let us know what movie, okay? Okay. Ready? And I'm not worried about the song, but the movie, more important. Maybe. maybe. Here we go. Uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid is Under correct. The Under the sea. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic. I've heard too many Disney songs this summer. <laughs> Here comes another one. Oh, Ben Where's it from? Jungle Book. Jungle Book, of course. Yeah. Now this next one has stumped a lot of people. Are you ready? Okay. Well, I I played a little bit early. Hang on one second. This next one has stumped a lot of people. Let me get to it. Here it comes right now. There's a pumpkin in the sea. A pumpkin? Is it like Cinderella? It is Cinderella. Yeah. There you go. You got it. You got it. Let's see. Here's the next one. This sounds like Tarzan. It is Tarzan. Phil Collins, yeah. You can tell Phil Collins. He did yeah. a lot of the Tarzan soundtrack, yeah. yeah. How about this next one? Yeah, I know you know this one. Snow White and Zendorf. It is. Nice. You guys did that skit many times yeah, this summer. Yeah, yeah. Alright, let's do one more. This one has stumped almost every single person so far. Alright, I'll concentrate. Oh, sounds like it could be Lion King. It is Lion King. Lion King. The first one, or is it like Lion King 2? Uh, like no, I think it's the original. I don't recognize it. I believe, although, you know what? Scene. It might be too. Yeah. It might be two here. I don't even know if, like, when I last watched. Let's see if you've if seen I this next one. I know you've seen this movie. If it would play. See, <laughs> buffering. Uh, the internet, camp internet is buffering right now. Camp internet will get And uh, it gets you every time. It right? always pulls through. Now this, it, what, what that tells me there's a lot of people on the internet right now. <laughs> That's not good. That's supposed to be cool. Uh, let's see if it's, it's not going to play, so we're going to scrap that and um, 
You did a good job. You know your Disney movies. I didn't know that. I didn't know I, didn't, I knew my Disney movies. Well, some of those are so classic. You just, yeah. you know, they come back to you. My favorite is Up. I think I think that's my favorite Disney. Really? Movie. Yeah. I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't know if I've seen that all the way through. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the first ten minutes is like astonishing. Yeah, really, really it's cool. a good movie, huh? Mm. Yeah, my kids like that one too. Yeah. Well, we're almost done and out of time. Try to keep these uh, these podcasts short so that they're um, quick to listen to and, and people. But here's the deal: I have asked everyone at the end of the podcast to um, to switch it around and ask them to ask me a question. Mm-hmm. So something that you're curious about or would have a question for me. Um, your opportunity to give me a question and let me respond. Okay. Hmm. Are there any regrets you have in your life? Regrets? Hmm. Could be big or small. Sure. Um, definitely there are regrets. Uh, it's hard. So let me paint it this way. It's hard because on one hand, you may regret a decision mm. or um, or a missed opportunity or an opportunity you took. Mm. But oftentimes in retrospect, you yeah. can see how um, God used that in your life. Yeah. So so here's a here's some, something I would classify as a regret, but something that I did learn from and it mm. was good in my life. So um, I was a youth pastor for uh, 10 months at mm. a Salvation Army church. And I didn't get along with my senior pastor, huh. the, court, the Salvation Army officer. And instead of sticking it out and, and staying in ministry, I, which I knew God had called me to be in ministry, I decided that I was going to leave and join the military, which was kind of a family heritage thing. So I left and I joined the military, um, and left that ministry behind. Well, to me, it's a regret because it was very transparent that my time in the military, um, that I wasn't supposed to leave ministry. God had called me to that. When I left the military, I went back into ministry um, it was very clear that I stepped outside of what I believe God called me to do, to do something I personally wanted mm. to do. Mm. Now, I would classify that a regret. However, I learned a, tr- a vast amount yeah, of... you can pull so much from it, can't you? 100%. Uh, I met lifelong friendships. I mm. met, you know, it, it, there's very there's a lot of positives. But I would call that a regret. And um, the, the part that I think I regret out of all of it was um, stepping away from what I knew God called me to do. Mm. Um, to pursue something that I personally wanted to do. Yeah. Now God used that, and I learned through it. But that'd be a regret. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think would be different if you uh, had not stepped out of ministry at that point? I think the chances are that um, I probably would have stepped into ordained and full time ministry earlier in life. Mm. So Audra and I got married, and I went in the military, and I mm. left. I think that probably we would have stepped into. Um, I don't call it a career, but a calling, but I would have stepped into this calling earlier in life, um, which maybe there would have been positives and negatives. Uh, I mean, the fact that I have more life experience before I came in is also very helpful. Mm, Um, but, but at the same time, uh, maybe those couple of years were, I don't want to say squandered, but again, they were stepping outside of what I was called Mm. to do. So I think that might've been different, but yeah, God used it regardless. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's it's obvious, in, and it's the funny thing in faith, like we see it in retrospect, right? Mm. Like all the time, and and I, I, there was a point in my life that I said I want to. I was talking to my mentor, and I said I want to stop seeing things in retrospect. I want to see right now why God has me going through an issue or a circumstance, and I want to I want to see it in the moment. Have such strong faith that you can see it. And he said, because I always considered not being able to see it till after a faith issue. Mm. I don't have enough faith to see it. Mm. And my mentor said. Have you ever considered that God doesn't want you to see why when you're going through something? Mm. 
I said, well, no, why? And he goes, well, because then you just rely on faith. And he said, but if you can see clearly, maybe you don't have to rely on faith as much anymore. Like, mm. you know, if God just explains everything to you, sometimes we just live by faith and we go through the certain scenarios or whatever mm. it may be in life. And I thought, well, that's pretty, it's very insightful um, mm. for me as I've gone through my Christian journey. So by faith and not by sight. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's come back down to that. Right. Yeah. 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 That is a, uh, that is very, uh, very good question. Thanks for asking me that. There is. Ben, we um, have just, we have been so excited and, and um, pleased with you being on our staff for three summers now. That's mm. hard to believe. Maybe a fourth. You've been here as long as I have been. Maybe yeah, a fourth. See, you put, now it's recorded on the podcast. So, <laughs> did you, you, and maybe in, in uh, British English means for sure, right? Is that what maybe mm. means? I'm not... <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Go figure out when Look, it is way. <laughs> It's way too soon to consider yeah, something like that. Sure. But um, we would always, of course, we'd love to have you back and, and have you as a, as a part of our team again. Uh, I tell, I've told many people this on the podcast. We don't hire people to come do a job. We hire people to come join us in ministry. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just as you explained earlier, those kids who are searching and come from homes that are um, troublesome or a home that they're not told they are loved or a home where they don't get three meals a day. Um, and some of these kids, you know, they're behavior can be difficult but we are constantly reminded that the grace of jesus christ um, is what sustains them and us and uh, and that message is why we're all here and so we appreciate you being on our staff thanks for joining us in ministry um, these past few years and thanks for joining us on the podcast awesome well we will uh love to hear from you later and hope to see you at high peak again 